0: Hey everyone, my name is Brian Howard. I'm a Calgary realtor who has sold an average of a house a week since moving to this great city in 2003. And this is Calgary Living. It's a trailer for my podcast, Calgary Living, Real Estate and Lifestyle. I'm interviewing Calgary's top performers as it relates to living and lifestyle in our great city. Some of the podcasts will be real estate decision specific, but most will be about life in Calgary and why we choose to live here, or at least, why you should visit. Thanks for tuning in. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of um, Calvi Real Estate and Lifestyle. Today I have on, my, uh, on the show, I'm um, very pleased to have a friend, Lida Frydrykoba on the show. Welcome to the show, Lida. Thank you. Hey, um you know, we met just before Christmas, December, early December, I think. Oh no, it was after Christmas. I forget when. It was a beautiful, gorgeous day at Rogers Pass in British Columbia. We were backcountry skiing.
1: Correct. Yeah. We met nice in the
0: place. park. We I, I think I I forget how I, I, I got myself along on that trip, but uh, probably I invited myself along to some of the some mutual friends, and we met for the first time. And I was, um, I was very impressed as this woman ahead of me was charging up, a breaking trail, and um, you know, not really allowing anyone else to do any work. Would that describe you?
1: <laughs> that sounds
0: right. That sounds like my problem. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we had some great skiing that day. Actually, in terms of ski days. Like I tend to be, um, you know, like I want to say it was one of my favorite ski day, backcountry ski days ever.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a good snow and no tracks. So I don't know if your listeners would appreciate that because I think most of them don't backcountry ski, but if they don't, (laughs) uh, I recommend it.
0: Well, and that's kind of the purpose of of this show. Living in Calgary, we call it real estate and lifestyle. And um, we met, and I was very, um, well, very well. First off, like before I ever really met you, you know, you're just like way ahead of me, and uh, on the ski track. And um, and um, and I like to share the the podcast with people of you know, uh, sort of uh, you know, you live in Calgary, and and that's how we met, and you enjoy all the things about Calgary, and. And access to our mountains, I think, is a big thing for you. So, again, wanted to have you on the show and um, excited to have you here. You, 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 you have, some, we have some similar interest in the mountains, that's for sure. Yes. Let me start out a real question, uh, sort of a quick question. What what most strikes you about living in Calgary?
1: Well, I think you just pretty much said it. The mountains are the best part. The only thing that would make Calgary better is... If- If they were closer to Calgary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. If they were like right next door. Oh, I should say. um, So, I mean, you, you've, uh, you've been in Calgary for quite a long time and um, you enjoy really the Canadian Rockies. You work at Suncor for a manager of the refined products accounting and you're an accountant, I understand. And uh, obviously spend a lot of your time in the mountains. We had some fun discussions around mountains and mountain travels and accessing our outdoors which i'd like to kind of talk to a little bit about that and sort of my experience with you know mountains and mountain travel um as you know versus yours um and i was also struck and impressed by your 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 commitment to the community and the volunteer work that you do i think these days um you uh, do a lot of work with Lake Louise Hostel, which I'd like to talk a little bit about, and have done quite a bit of uh, work with Alpine Club of Canada, and I think as well, Canadian Mountaineering Scrambling Club, um, <laughs> which is the club, the club day we met on. Um, so, you, uh, how long have you been in Calgary, and what brought you to Calgary?
1: I have been here for over 26 years. I arrived June 6, 1996, when I was uh, 17, um, and my sister was here, so she invited me to come over when I finished high school, and I have been here ever since.
0: Wow, and um, where did you come from originally? I assume some mountainous European country.
1: <laughs> from the Czech Republic, and mountainous would be an overstatement. It's more like hilly country, but beautiful hills.
0: Okay. And were you, uh, like, up until you were 17 when you came here, kind of, I guess, for family, um, uh, with your sister being here first, was it, uh, what brought, like, her, what brought you here? Did you guys have childhood experiences in the outdoors? Were you outdoor people?
1: Yes. uh, With my parents, I have always been, you know, cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, some icy hills, you know, (laughs) very different skiing experience always biking and hiking. Yeah, my parents were always into the outdoors. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. a kind of the problem child. I walked too soon, I climbed everything and it was kind of a difficult thing to keep me at home or inside.
0: <laughs> I can I can imagine, and um and so you came in '96. You're uh, you're uh, you know really quite young. Maybe spending like quite a bit of time with your sister. Did you enter school kind of right away? Were you into university or what was your thing? Your your yes, early uh, years in Calgary.
1: So I didn't speak English, so I had to learn English. Then then they did not recognize my high school courses, so I had to take some of those. Then I started the University of Calgary. I did that, and then I did my uh, CA. Chartered accountant, and yeah, ten years later, I was done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're talking like two thousand and six now that you're finally done schooling.
1: Yeah, and then uh, and then I my undergrad was in finance, and so I decided finance wasn't quite the place to be, uh, especially in Calgary. So I switched to accounting. So that took a few more courses, and yeah, eventually I uh, finished my CA.
0: Hmm. Now um, um. So an accountant, actually, and this is kind of some of the stuff that we talked about in the mountains, Um, Lita, you were very, let's let's just jump way ahead (laughs) to today. Um, We had some short discussions and conversation around uh, mountain travel. I think that you have hit at least, actually, you're pretty close to finishing um, the 11,000 footers of the Canadian Rockies. I think you might have like a 15 left, which means you've done somewhere around 40, maybe 35. Is that
1: correct? Yeah. yeah, I forget the count. I, I have over 40. Um, yeah, if I, if I finish them, which is a slow progress when you have too many other interests and too many other <laughs> mountains on your list, uh, you know, if I finish them, it will be, uh, yeah, it would be probably the, my understanding is the third woman in, to finish them.
0: So we'll see, I will try. And for our listeners, can you describe what that objective is? Um, I'll just, I'll say it. It's, um, you know, completing um, the all, I, I guess, 58 of the 11,000 footers in the, of the Canadian Rockies. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, so they're actually 54, the ones oh, that are 54. over 11,000 feet, but the new book includes the near 11,000ers. Okay. So, so all mountains in the Canadian Rockies over 11,000
0: yeah cool and um and so what is maybe uh three or four that most uh, most calgarians or albertans might know the names of what would you you guess
1: probably most people would know mount robson being the highest one so mount robson a lot of people will know mount temple that's like the first one many people will complete um, you know Mount Athabasca. You drive by it on the Icefields Parkway. Another one, and there are many of them in that
0: area. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, many notable mountains people see as they drive through the
0: Rockies. Very cool. And um and then tell us, tell uh, talk to the listeners a little about your some of your current projects. Um, you you know you obviously have a full time career working, and um but you're you're kind of a mountain athlete, or you are definitely a mountain athlete, and um. You know, um, you're you're just I think you just returned from a rock climbing trip in Arizona where you're kind of gearing up and preparing for some big objectives in the next you know, coming months. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have many, many activities, too many. Um, I need a job that's less busy um yeah from you know rock climbing to sport climbing tread climbing alpine climbing mountaineering some high altitude mountaineering and the winter is long here so lots of backcountry skiing and cross-country skiing and ice climbing is you know one of the best places to live here if you like ice climbing it's a it's a dangerous sport but we have a lot of ice around you know, not too far from Calgary, including in the ghost, which is always an adventure going into the ghost reservoir. So, yeah, lots of activities to do here. Um, I go abroad a lot, especially uh, since I'm originally from Europe. I've spent a lot of time in the Alps, and that's uh, one of the you know more recent objectives I did as soon as we were able to travel. So last year I went and climbed the Eiger, um, climbed a free day over three days, big uh, traverse of the Eiger, um, it's called Eiger Integral. So that was a big one, um, did a very big traverse, six day traverse over the Monte Rosa range called the Spaghetti Tour. And then yeah, lots of previous trips to the Alps, climb Horn and Mont Blanc Traverse, which was a five day traverse of Mont Blanc. And then, uh, you know, other ones, more closer hill here, Denali in 2017, the highest mountain in North America. Lots well, in the South America, Alpamayo is a very famous mountain, most beautiful mountain in the world, they say. It's located in Peru, close to 6,000 meters. And around here, one of the big ones, Mount Alberta, climbed that in 2021. Again, that's a mountain that's on the Icefields Parkway. Lots of people drive by it. Mm-hmm. So, Lots of, lots of mountains. It's uh, you can keep going nonstop. And now, now trans- transferring a little bit more to rock climbing, as I often do in the spring, going to do a big trip to Sardinia, which is an island off the coast of Italy. So need to be ready for that.
0: <laughs> wow. And, and that was in some of your preparation in Phoenix. I think it was Phoenix, was it recently? Um, was uh, to, I guess, hone your rock climbing skills in Sardinia, for Sardinia. And uh, is there some particular projects in Sardinia that you'd like to do? Or is there anything like uh, strong goals? And I know that you're climbing strong with a partner or another another woman. Um, Tell us a little bit about that partnership and maybe some of your goals that you have around that in the next coming months.
1: Yeah, I have uh, looked up numerous routes. Uh, Sardinia is very heavily populated with climbs. There are 3,000 rock routes, uh, so it's very difficult to choose what your objective is. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find one. Um, And yeah, I climb lots with my, my boyfriend, Rob, but also with my friend, Tammy, who is newer, but learning very fast.
0: (laughs) Very good. Um, And so with all that interest in, um, as, uh, as. I got older. I let sort of my curiousness and interest in this as i as I've become a you know life for me was like very, very busy with young kids and all career and all that sort of thing. and then um and then as um uh, as um, I got like older, i I started to figure out, um, you know, what I like to do in the mountains or in the outdoors. <laughs> and um, and at this point, um and, and and I start to uh understand my own limitations. And uh, my style, my personality around uh, adventures and how I organize them or don't. And um, and, and so that's what I was, I was sort of really impressed by you uh, that maybe I'd like to dig into a little bit on that and then get back into a little bit more about um like well real i think that all this lifestyle that we're talking about right now um also relates well to this whole podcast in real estate can you tell me a little bit about what you're in terms of all the activities you do and just to sort of recap there's like there's there's traverses there's um, peak bagging, mountaineering, there's like rock climbing, and there's ice climbing. These things are completely different things all in the outdoors and involving some sort of (laughs) terrain that goes up. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about that? It's kind of unusual, I think, that uh, somebody does so much at, you know, at at such a high level. Um, And and, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: You have to be organized. And that's uh, that's like My number one uh, skill, even uh, my boss jokes about it, um, uh, that I keep him organized. And before he has time to even show me a spreadsheet, I'm already in it and fixing it up. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so very organized. My job is very busy, um, depending what role I have, you know, working, you know, close to 50 hours a week. So need to be very organized. Spreadsheets keep keep one organized. (laughs) I use those for all of my trips. To make sure that, especially if you have a high altitude trip, you really need to make sure that your acclimatization goes well. So, spreadsheet works great for trip planning um, and making sure you get all the gear because there is a lot of gear involved with, uh, you know, mountaineering and climbing trips. Uh, so, as you, if you use your gear every weekend, you get better at it. Um, so, yeah, I, I use all the tools, um, you know, Google sharing Google documents. It's nice to have people who are kind of on the same on the same plan. So mm-hmm. Tammy who is uh, who I climb with a lot, she's also research guru. So lots of research in foreign countries that's always difficult when it's in a different language. So Google Translator becomes your friend uh, to make sure you don't get into trouble in the mountains. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. And yeah, that's kind of stuff I wanted. to like, um, I, I think, like, within the first few minutes that we met, you know, as I finally caught up to, you know, close to you. And I was trying to have some discussion around like, uh, you know, the things you were doing and the planning, and I was like, just like blown away by, uh, you know, some of the things that you've accomplished. And, uh, you know, I still dream of, of doing but what I find about my own personality style is I you know I'm not an organizer and and you and I talked a little bit about that in terms of uh, and then I mentioned that you know I'm a willing participant and um and then you know I think that in some ways and let's be honest here um you were kind of like well no you have to like participate uh, or, or or organize and you talked about the spreadsheets now and and that I think like and then and I was surprised. In my life, I in my earlier days, I owned an adventure travel company. It was a sea kayaking uh, company on the east coast of oh, Canada, and okay. um, and so and so I had to be very organized because I guess you know I really I was a professional guide in the sea kayaking, uh, and uh, but you know I got out of that somewhat, and uh, you know more I just enjoy doing my own trips. But um, the personality style, like, can you comment any on like, you're, you know, obviously you're an analytical person by your chosen profession and very organized. I'm um, I'm forced into my own profession to be somewhat organized, but you know, it's not my natural talent. Um, can you talk to, I mean, you've had a whole life in the outdoors as have I, but I mean, I think that you're a very organized and analytical person in all in your approach. To trip planning, and I imagine decisions in the outdoors that, you know, keep you healthy and, you know, well and safe. Um, can you speak you a little bit about about that, as well as the typical kind of outdoor person? I, I would say that maybe even my personality styles may be a little more typical. And then I want to relate that a little bit to all the volunteer work that you do. <laughs> is that, is that okay, too much? Okay,
1: that's a, that's a big question. Um, well uh, obviously it drives the people you do activities with right so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know more people some people like to just wing it you know just let let's see what happens uh, i'm not totally comfortable with that you mm-hmm. know that reduces your risk I, I like to be a bit more prepared and uh, make sure that uh, who i go with and the objectives i do that i am you know not overestimating my abilities because that would end up probably badly. And um, yeah, so reducing your risk is, is key. You learn over time. You kind of said that and, but you know, things can happen. This is mountains. So Mm. you, you never know (laughs) what's going to happen. Um, But yeah, Calgary is a great place to, uh, to get into it slowly. You know, it's not like, um, you know, when you, let's say I flew to Denali, there is people who have never been on a big mountain and, I can see um, the struggle going from Chicago to Denali kind of. So, right. yeah, we have a great, great environment around here. So, you know, not far from my house. Well, I think I can cross country ski out of my front door at the moment. There's <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of snow out there, but you can go, you know, cross country skiing, hiking, mountain biking is great. I live on the west end of Calgary, mm-hmm. which was my primary goal when I, when I moved. It has to be. West of the city, I need to be able to get to Kenmore within an hour or Kenanaskis, And uh, I need to be able to bike from my house to downtown. So all of these things. And then West Brack, which has become, you know, even more popular. West Brack Creek has great mountain biking where I go, you know, twice a week, usually during the week. Mm -hmm. And then I can go rock climbing. Also not far from there is a big new rock climbing area has been developed um recently so it's oh, about it? 45 minutes from my house
0: oh nice so
1: i i can go in the evenings and yeah cross country skiing right in the city Shaganapi and confederation park is by my house mm-hmm. i can go there in about uh, 15 minutes so nice it's a great place to to work it up is nice. in calgary
0: do um in terms of the um uh, so that's getting back into like sort of real estate in Calgary um you've chosen your decisions to be in the west part of the city um and um can you talk to us a little bit i think we had a brief discussion um about real estate in 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 our city and the boom bust economy. Um, in turn, you've been here for a long time. You've seen at least, well, I guess probably uh, two major booms, one in 20, uh, 2006 7, and the other one in 2013 uh, 14. And along with those booms came bust. <laughs> can you talk to me a little bit about uh the boom bust cycle that you've experienced and maybe how it affects you know you and your 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 friends or your you know your family um has uh, can, any yeah. any thoughts on that boom bust economy i mean you're in the oil and gas sector too with Suncor, so um yeah just tell us a little bit about boom bust economy of our our city
1: well i don't enjoy it that's for sure it has a huge impact on people and uh, you know i have um throughout my career, I have had usually, you know, anywhere between five and then 10 people reporting to me. And, uh, you know, when the bust comes, it's it's not usually fun downtown. Mm-hmm. So uh, the interesting part is, you know, with the younger people that have been through many reorgs, which is like the favorite, whatever you call it, every company has a new name for the new reorg. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they are kind of more used to it, you know, uh, like people who are a bit older, they are definitely much more affected and stressed out about it. I would say the the younger people where they're they not as tied to Calgary or have been through numerous restructurings and reorganizations, which often are not, they are not reorganized by the time we have the next reorg. So it's, um, it's kind of endless reorgs, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, they're, they're more, you know more okay with it they just have been through centralization and decentralization so many times and I would say see there a lot of people are kind of getting are kind of used to it and yeah you just never know you just try your best at the time and yeah if you need to find a new job you know, usually you just wait another year and there will be one in Calgary. So
0: really interesting. And and how about your own real estate experience? I mean, I think it kind of indicated it hasn't been wonderful always. <laughs> um, like me, I bought my own personal residence that I'm currently living in in 2007 <laughs> at the very peak of the market in July of 2007. Um, finally, I mean, it's been it's been probably dropped at least well, I don't know, at least twenty, you know, probably at least thirty percent from the high that I bought it in. And currently, I would guess that it's probably only about twenty percent higher than the price I paid for it, maybe even less actually, um in two thousand and seven. And so, and at the same time, I've bought quite a few investment properties that uh, like a long time ago, more than 15 years ago, uh, one of which is still worth less than I paid for it. Um, So not everyone has a completely successful story of real estate. And I hear, I I think in in our world, in in our society, you know, you hear a lot of people about all the success they had in their real estate, and not much about the lack of success, or, you know, and but to me, it's, and, and we've heard the saying, location, location, location. In my experience in Calgary, especially, it's more about timing, timing, timing. Yeah. <laughs> um, any thoughts on on uh, like that in terms of, uh, you know, our, our life here in Calgary? And are, uh, you know, our real estate have, choices and decisions?
1: Yeah, I have tried different forms of real estate investing. I uh, never thought that was any, any success. Um, you know, I also knew that I cannot spend time doing fixer uppers like that's for sure I can't even fix anything around my house because I honestly don't know what a lot of things in Home Depot are even called so trying to find things in Home Depot is not my success <laughs> real. Um, so yeah I knew it always had to be uh, you know not not actually owning property um, but Uh, yeah other forms of real estate investing haven't been great like you say you I agree with you the timing is is critical Um, but at least I realized that I don't want to own a big house with uh, a lot of work so I I purchased a townhouse and you know not having family in Calgary I don't have family here nobody's nearby my sister is in Kelowna so I wanted something that uh, allows me to spend time outside in the mountains not not maintaining a house, which um, I had when I lived in Kensington for uh, many years, seventeen years. So I, I knew I don't want to mow grass on the weekends. So uh, yeah, I bought a townhouse, and i um, it's it's worked out great.
0: That's My great. boyfriend
1: moved in and somehow he got addicted to this townhouse lifestyle as well. He does not want to nice. house. Now.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um I in again um the uh your your volunteer work. Currently uh, quite a bit with Lake Louise Hostel as well as Alpine Club of Canada. Um can you tell us about your work and why you do what you do?
1: Well, Alpine Club uh, allowed me to find what's there to do in the mountains. So that's where I started, Um, you know, it's easy hikes and scrambles and gradually just worked it up. Uh, Feels like worked it up a lot in the last few years. Um, So yeah, that's where I started. I met a lot of my friends. So if you're looking to get into the mountains, Alpine Club is a great place to start, Um, the Calgary Scrambling and Mountaineering Club is another one uh, you know slightly less formal I would say so a little bit you know might feel less intimidating is what I hear Um, I am on the board of the Calgary section of the Alpine Club and started a very successful program called uh, AMP it's an Alpine mentorship program that allows people to gradually learn and become independent in the mountains uh, so it's like a mentorship program with a guide um, so yeah that that has been very successful um, now i'm the vice chair so um you know step back from that program but still still involved heavily um joint national section so Calgary section is the local section that organizes trips and events. And there is an ACC national, which is the umbrella over all the sections. So with my background, um, I joined the finance committee, which uh, gives you insights into the finances of the club. It has been interesting. This is a pretty new role for me, but obviously I know many people there that uh, I have done outdoor activities with. And then, yeah, and then also, as you as you mentioned, uh, I'm on the board of the Lake Louise Hostel, which is an entity on its own. Um, also learning about hospitality business, which is in a national park, which is very different and specific to Canada.
0: Oh, that's very cool. That's cool. How long have you been involved with the Lake Louise host- Hostel? For some reason, I was a little bit surprised to learn that. And. Like what? What brought you to that? Uh, you know that role. I guess you know, probably you use the hostel a fair amount, or I assume you um, don't actually, but maybe you do. How come you? Uh, had, had that well, happen?
1: it's it's actually related to the um, uh, Alpine Club. It's partly mm-hmm. owned by Alpine Club, so right, that's so, how, yeah. how it's related. So very, very, very similar. Um, a lot of things there in the mountains around here are interrelated.
0: Very good, awesome, and so um. Yeah, I guess you know we, we in terms of our own time, your time, and our listeners' time. Uh, maybe we should bring the things to a close. Let me ask a couple more questions. Um, if uh, if uh, well, this might be a bit of a uh, that's let's throw this one out. Surprise question for you. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> if you had a billboard on your way out to the mountains, or maybe like leaving Calgary Highway One, heading west, <laughs> or maybe it's coming on the way back in, what would the billboard say? <laughs>
1: Oh, have fun. I think
0: <laughs> have fun. Good. Okay. Um, yeah. and then maybe another, um, uh, question, another couple questions or a question, uh, how, well, first off, um, how, if, if, uh, if you had an ask of the audience, um, you know, do you, or do you have an ask of the audience maybe? And then, um, um, and uh, along that lines, um, if people wanted to reach out to you, I would provide some links, possibly, um, to maybe some of the things we talked about, Alpine Club of Canada and Lake Louise and stuff, uh, Hostel. Um, how, how, how would people best reach out to you? And finally, uh, tying all that in, other than the profession you chosen, was there another profession that you might have chosen after all, this, all these years? <laughs>
1: Okay, well, obviously, something in the outdoors is uh, is what I would enjoy. I definitely would prefer um, a job that's less sitting and more moving. Mm. So, um, yeah, that that would be the goal one day. On the other hand, when I am very very tired from a big climb, I'm kind of okay to roll around in this office chair. <laughs> well,
0: that's great. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I think it's a it's it's not a bad balance. I like to be uh, my brain um, goes kind of high speed so having a job that's (laughs) engaging is important for me so Mm. um, that so it's it's kind of working well just at times it's a bit busy accountants I think are always busy people and uh, you know it goes through cycles so you just have to know how to fit things in in between when you're just a little bit less busy. And yeah, for people in Calgary, I would say enjoy the fact you're in Calgary. There are not many cities that have this opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, we recently relocated an office from the greater Toronto area. And I've heard it now several times that uh, that the Calgary weather is bad is a misnomer. So <laughs> um, I spent a lot of time with Eastern Canada people and uh, they uh, they complain about the weather a lot so um and my uh, p- relocated people they say it's sunny here come here
0: <laughs> that's great so
1: yeah it's, uh, the the weather might uh, might seem cold but if you do outdoor sports i i would say you you will not be bothered by it that much and um, then my friends in the Czech republic who have not skied the entire winter no snow this year in europe they're all very jealous of the pictures.
0: <laughs> right. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for uh, being a guest in our show. And um, I will include some links to uh, some of the show notes. And um, I look forward to hopefully spending more time with you in the mountains, maybe in March. I think he has some objectives, some backcountry ski days. I might have to invite myself along. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. No problem. Yeah. I'll see you when it's sunny in Rogers Pass. I will be there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend and we will keep in touch.
1: You too, Aaron. Have a good day.
0: Thanks so much.